you're tuning into The Nordic Growth Show, a podcast about entrepreneurs sharing their stories and growth hacking tips from Finland's startup scene. Today, we have the honor of having Caius from Choicely as our special guest. He'll be sharing with us about his experiences as a co-founder of a growing startup in Finland called Choicely. The Nordic Growth Show is hosted by Orbear. Orbear is a Finnish growth marketing agency for SaaS and app companies. With the mission to help more Nordic startups grow fast, Orbear provides a startup plan and a learning center dedicated for Nordic startups. Hi, Caius. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you on board as well. Um, feel free to introduce yourself and the company you founded. Yeah, so uh, I'm Caius Meskanen. I'm CEO of Choicely. Choicely is a fan engagement platform for sports and entertainment. Well, I'm, I'm 35 years old, and before Choicely, I was already an entrepreneur, so Choicely is not my first venture. I'm happy to uh, introduce how I, how I started the company and what were the challenges and what were kind of the, the first steps we took with the company. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. Here it's grown fast over the past a year or so and we're curious to know like uh, what got you feeling inspired to create a startup like Choicely it's actually my first time hearing um, a business model like your company okay yeah so um, I'll, I'll take a few steps back so basically uh, before Choicely I was uh, architect and I was uh, I was running an architect studio uh, in, in the Nordics and actually two years in Angola, in the West Africa. And after that, I had a, a venture called Kiinteistö Lakimiehet. It's like uh, realestatelawyers.fi. That was a, just an eight-month venture, which I eventually sold to a um, attorney company. And the story of Choicely started after that because uh, me and a couple of friends came up with an idea that uh, started when, when we were voting in some TV shows, just via internet. And I came up with the conclusion that the user interfaces and the user experiences were really bad. So because of my visual background, I actually just drew some sketches how I think the uh, voting should look like. I thought it should look like more like Instagram than uh, SMS and voice call voting. And that's how we started talking with a few friends. Then uh, became, I think, the usual phase that me and my friends and some more friends, uh, of course, agreed with the idea. Yeah, sure, that's how it should work. But there must be like a thousand companies doing that already. Then we started Googling with, with just some keywords like voting platform, voting tools, all, all that kind of keywords. And we didn't find anything very developed. And that's how we came up with the idea that this actually is something that the market needs. And then we made a simple presentation, a few slides, and went to talk with some media companies in Finland. And it was quite obvious that there was some interest or actually a lot of interest for such a product. And that is kind of how we came up with the idea and made some kind of validation in the beginning. Wow, that's awesome. You've been through quite a journey from your background 
as an architect and then coming here like building your own team for Choicely did you know that it would grow like to where it is today um well i had some i think quite realistic realistic expectations Choicely is an online startup so i mean the growth potential is very big but it's also with with any online business you also have challenges so <laughs> <laughs> right definitely like startup life is a huge challenge it's definitely a commitment that like once you've joined in with the community of other startup founders it's yeah, it's it's an entire new chapter for you and i also believe that you along with your team you actually co-founded this company with someone else and i'm curious to know like the importance behind team building have that having that kind of support behind you as you're going through these challenges like how did you meet your co-founder and how did you build your team since the first day of working at choicely yeah that's 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 a good question it's uh, very crucial for any company to at least uh, build some kind of a core team that works very well together so uh, in my case i co-founded choice with uh, two guys uh, matti ketelainen who's back then my friend for 10 years and he also was working with me uh, in the architecture company he's a very experienced salesperson and then uh, Tommy Eklund, who is now CEO of CTO of Choicely. So um, we met Tommy through a friend when we we were still validating Choicely business idea, and we went looking for some very experienced developers. So uh, we met Tommy through a friend, and Tommy highly agreed on the business idea, and he was eager to join the team. So us three, but. Not to, uh, it's, it's also good to mention a fourth very, very important person in, in the core team. So that's Heike Rotko, our current chairman. Heike actually team as an investor uh, quite in the beginning. He was back then CEO of MTV, the Finnish broadcasting mm-hmm. company. He was looking at Choicely from customer point of view because he he has a lot of experience in media and he agreed that uh, the entire industry definitely needs this kind of a product so those us four are the core team in in choicely wow can you share with us some of the challenges that you've walked through with your team yeah for sure i think we have walked through and are walking through the very same challenges as most startups. So first thing is to get funding and funding you can get through, you know, investors or all kinds of different level of, level of investment companies. Then again, uh, you can also uh, fund yourself with customers if you can, but then mostly in most cases, you actually have to do some product development first to get product in the market and then you can get some sales. I think a lot of startups like us have had the first steps, you know, finding the balance uh, with the funding product development and sales when you have a very small team. I I think that's, that's a very crucial 
area for any startup to go through. So yeah. we, were, <laughs> we, we were successful in the beginning by finding business angels who wanted to fund the beginning. Me and the uh, other co-founders, we put some, some of our own money in the beginning just to fund the, fund the first steps. That's, again, like kudos to you to finding the right funnies that help that fit your business model. Um, I'm glad that you brought up funding as well as product development. Both areas are very, again, important steps to um, launching your startup. And knowing how unique your startup is, it is a uh, voting platform. Like how did you build your product to be a product market fit? And I believe that with coming from a background as an architect and then moving on to a completely different industry and like a change and shifter, like were there challenges for you in being the product owner? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was there was a, a lot of uh, new new things to learn jumping into an entire digital business, uh, at least from my background. I think there are, yet there are many elements because it's still a business. So uh, when talking about developing visuals, doing sales, doing business plans, all, all that, that, that was, uh, there, there were many areas where I, at least I, I, I felt already at that point that I'm, I'm, I'm quite experienced. Of course, you get experience while you do things, but yeah, there, there was tons of things, new things to learn, especially in the beginning. What the product market fit was, uh, I, I strongly believe we have found a product market fit and we're trying to, to even uh, make it a bit wider, but we found it in a very practical way, which is talking with the clients. So we, we kept building new new presentations and refining a lot of details around the product simply in our presentations. And we talk with not even tens, but a few hundred media companies through emails, meetings, Skype meetings, all, all kinds of ways. So we were simply offering the product in a way, like many parts of the product were not ready, of course, in the beginning. So we just planned them and we were talking with as many customers as or potential customers as possible to see what are the interesting elements and which ones are not because it's a hundred times faster to you know illustrate something than to actually develop a software behind it mm, i see i see i'm gonna turn the table a little bit and switch from product development now to marketing and what are the best performing marketing strategies that uh, you've integrated into your plan and that you found are performing well and have been helping the growth of Choicely? Yeah, so we started with two ways of pushing the product out. The first one was sort of combined messaging. So of course it's called marketing, but using social media, emails, LinkedIn, videos like very short ones like one minute videos that present the product just reaching out to right companies and finding the right people in those companies 
So that, that was kind of the first thing. And the second one, because of Choicely, also goes to corporates. So we simply started direct corporate sales. So we, con- we, we started contacting media companies, production companies, sports leagues, then companies in beauty pageants, in fitness. So anything that has something to do with boating. Yeah, we, we found patterns pretty quickly found which kind of people we need to reach out to and in which kind of companies. So in, in our case, it, it was two different things with large companies, direct corporate sales, and then uh, in small and mid-sized companies, it was kind of combined messaging through a, a variety of channels. Um, also, I think uh, it's in Choicely, we have inbuilt some, some of our marketing. So Choicely is being used by media companies in a way that they actually integrate choice components to their own websites and apps. And whenever that happens, people use those tools to vote and to rate and to do other stuff. And then, then the users see that these tools are powered by Choicely. And we do get people contacting us quite a lot that, yeah, so I was using Choices somewhere and what, what, what could you do for our TV show? So, so it's, it's also uh, some of the marketing elements are built in, in our tools. What are the most interesting projects you've seen or people you've interacted with because of Choicely? Oh. Um, well, I, I think it's been, uh, for me, it's because it's, it's new for me. So uh, dealing with people in, in the media industry and also in, in sports, I, I think it's quite fun to uh, meet a lot of decision makers in, in large media companies. And you, you kind of end up hanging around people who uh, actually produce the top TV shows that everyone knows. Uh, TV shows like X Factor, Idols, Big Brother. There, there are hundreds of TV shows, but these kind of names usually people recognize. Yeah, so I think it's quite fun to actually deep dive with the people who actually produce those programs and see how Choicely can improve those programs. Uh, what is your long-term vision? and What kinds of impact do you hope to make as a popular voting platform in the Nordic area? Yeah, um, Nordic area is usually considered highly developed in digital tools or digital in general. But uh, with Joycely, we do deal uh, in the Nordics, but we think in segments. So certain things are very similar all around the world. We more focus on segments and those segments go across Europe, Americas and Asia and Africa. I think the uniqueness in Nordics is we consider it's the other way around. People are very open or let's say more open to deal with digital startups from Nordics because they have a very good reputation. I think we, we definitely get some benefit from that. And um, as we are nearing the end of our episode, what are some takeaways you would like your listeners to gain from learning about Choicely? Yeah, I mean... I, th- I think what, what you can learn from us is, uh, is just we are, we are uh, a good example of a Nordic or Finnish startup that is chasing their own dreams. I, th- I think something you can learn from 
choice, Leanne, how, how we went from uh, nothing into somewhere. <laughs> we have been quite brave and straightforward in contacting companies all around Europe and Americas. I think it's very important that when you develop your own company, that you go directly to your main customers. Uh, in our case, it's media companies. So our, our biggest client is CBS Corporation in US. And how we actually got that client was very, very straightforward contacting <laughs> calls and emails and, and meetings. I think everyone should do that. And I, I, I think there is something to learn, at least a little bit from us, uh, when people chase their own dreams. I think it's very important to, you know, make plans. Make, dreams can be big. Yes, let's build billion-dollar companies. But I think more important than chasing those dreams is to uh, make, make actual plans and milestones that you can reach. You, you should always think of what you can actually <laughs> you know, create this week, this month, next month, and with the resources you have. And if, if you feel that there is nothing you can, you know, with the resources you have, if you feel like you can't produce much in the next, let's say, six months or four months, then uh, you should look again at the resources and what kind of people you should get to go faster to those goals. We actually have one more question before we end. Actually, a few more questions. Um, but we'd like to know, like, because this podcast is about, you know, the Finnish growth marketing scene um, or the Nordic growth marketing scene, like, which growth marketing and user acquisition has choicely tried and learned that it's worked really well? Uh, that's that's a good question. I. I believe in building, I, I strongly be, believe in building online funnels. So that's thinking of getting new customers should be as automated as possible. We are personally using a, a variety of tools in building that funnel. So in our case, we started with using Lead Feeder. So we, we try to understand what kind of people actually visit our websites and apps. And then we're using Pipedrive to manage those leads. And then we are trying to, rec we are trying to recognize the faces of when people are getting familiar with the product, when they're ready to uh, try. I mean, we, 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 have a, we have a free product and then we have a premium product. So we try to recognize when and which companies are already testing the product, the free one, and trying to automate those phases as far as possible. But right now, most of our key customers are enterprises, so it still needs a lot of one-to-one -one communication. But maybe some other company is dealing with a larger amount of small customers, then those companies should look very, very seriously in automating all of the steps from, from user acquisition to co closing deals, getting paid customers and actually maintaining the uh, paid customers. My uh, main message here is that everyone should think of, at, at least with online products, they should think of their sales as online funnel 
and try to automate as many phases as possible. Thank you so much for sharing your input and experience on growth marketing. It means a lot. It was very in-depth and, and hopefully our listeners will find it useful and maybe even apply to their own startup plans as well. But before we end, where can we learn more about you and where can we follow you? Yeah, okay, great. Well, you can find me in LinkedIn. My name is Kajus Meskanen, just find me there. You can definitely follow Joycely and some of the stuff we do on Facebook. So if you uh, just like Joycely on Facebook, you'll get some of the stuff we do. Yeah, I think, I think those would be the best places to find relevant stories from us. Again, yeah, thank you so much, Caius, today for taking the time out of your busy day to share your journey with us and sharing the behind the scenes stories uh, of Choicely. And for you listeners out there who are tuning into the North Girl Show, follow us on Orver. We have our own website as well as an account on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you have any questions, feel free to email us or just comment below on our episode once it's published. But this is our first episode. So excited to share more of our stories with entrepreneurs in the Nordic area. Thank you very much. Thank you.